Shoot him again. Johnny, I have seen a number of players putt from the back part of this green, and the results have not been good. Johnny, that's better than most. How about in? That is better than most. Better than most. The field includes a group of elite golfers from around the world. All right, here we go on the Golf Preview Podcast as the PGA Tour heads to Detroit for the Rocky Mortgage Classic. We just wrapped up the 13th elevated event of the season at the Travelers where Keegan Bradley stole the show at home in New England. We'll review the Travelers card a little later. We're three weeks away from the final major championship of the year in the British Open, and there's only six regular season PGA Tour events left before the FedEx Cup playoffs uh, kicks off. And remember, only the top 70 on the FedEx Cup standings will advance to the playoffs as opposed to the top 125 as we've seen over the last decade. So the 2023 season is in the final stretch. Before you know it, the Ryder Cup will be here in September. And obviously there will be a lot of anticipation in the coming weeks as we're all eager to find out what the 2024 schedule will look like now that the Saudi Public Investment Fund has has a seat at the table. Great show ahead. I'm your host, Will Doctor. Welcome aboard as I give you the latest picks and predictions as far as the PGA Tour is concerned. All right, we begin here with a review of the Travelers Championship card and give you a feel for how things wrapped up at TPC River Highlands. We hit all three picks to place last week at the Travelers, which was Rory McIlroy to finish uh, atop the Great Britain and Ireland leaderboard at plus 130. And then number two, which was our best bet, and Patrick Cantlay to top 10 at plus 130 as he continues to be a machine at TPC River Highlands. And we hit our sleeper and Brian Harmon to top 10 at plus 650. Uh, that was a tough one to trust as Harmon had not recorded the top 10 in five starts rolling into the Travelers, but we had to target Harmon at one of the few golf courses he can compete at due to his shorter distance off the tee. And TPC River Highlands is, of course, one of those golf courses. Brian Harmon, what a weekend as he closed uh, with a pair of 64s and finished second. Now, we only had one winner last week. We only had one outright, and that was Patrick Cantlay to win at 12-1. to On paper, Cantlay had a phenomenal week with four rounds of 67 or better, but Cantlay at the very least should have gotten himself into a playoff with Keegan Bradley, who was limping to the finish line like an injured gazelle as he played the last six holes of the tournament at three over par. You know, Cantlay had a, a slow start to Sunday, making the turn, had only one under par. Keegan looked to be cruising as I think he made the turn with a five-shot lead. And then Canley goes on an absolute tear, making birdies on 10, 13, 14, and 15. And at that point in time, Keegan Bradley started to show some signs of regression as he bogeyed 13, 14, and 16. So Patrick Canley is standing on the 16th tee, needing to birdie one of his last three holes to get into a playoff. And, you know, just as I'm on the edge of my seat thinking, you know, we might be here hitting our fifth winner of the season and thinking we might hit the winner on the, uh, at the Travelers for the second week in a row is Sanders Shoffley last year. We thought we were going to hit his best friend, Patrick Cantlay. But just then, right when I'm on the edge of my seat, Patrick Cantlay absolutely threw up on himself going two over in his final three holes. He, you know, flies the green on 16 and failed to get up and down, making a bogey on the par three. He missed a very, very makeable birdie putt on the par four 17th, 17th hole to really hurt any chance that he had. And just to pile on the misery, Cantlay 
you know, bogeys 18 to lose by three. So while, while Cantlay had a solid week, we'll take the top 10 all day. While that's a, a finish you'll take on paper, the reality is Patrick Cantlay had a golden opportunity to win for the ninth time in the PGA Tour, but his winless drought this season uh, continues after he totally botched an opportunity on Sunday. So number one was the card. Number two is Keegan Bradley, who, despite a poor finish, uh, set a tournament scoring record at the Travelers, going 23 under par for the week, two lower than my predicted tournament score of 21 under par. Uh, now, all the broadcast had to say over four days was that Keegan was trying to win his hometown event over and over and over and over again. I mean, first off, Keegan Bradley was born and raised two and a half hours north of Cromwell in Woodstock, Vermont. He moved to Portsmouth, New Hampshire after eighth grade when his dad took an assistant pro position at Portmouth Country Club. And then he attended his senior year of high school in Hopkinton, Massachusetts. But at no point ever did he live in Cromwell, Connecticut. I understand that Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Vermont, Maine are all considered part of New England. I get that. But don't give me four straight days of this hometown hero nonsense when he was born and spent age one to 14, two and a half hours north of TPC River Highlands in Woodstock, Vermont. That would be like, who would it be like? It would be like Jordan Spieth winning the Houston Open and the PGA Tour advertising it as a hometown win. It would be like Jordan Spieth winning the Houston Open and then the Houston Astros calling him to do a first pitch. Uh, that would never happen. And this is actually this is actually worse because Keegan Bradley is not even from Connecticut. And, you know, my main point here is not to just just hammer the broadcast, but there's a much bigger picture to 37-year-old Keegan Bradley winning for the second time on the PGA Tour this season. I would have loved to hear more about the evolution of Keegan, Keegan Bradley's putting over the last five years when, you know, anchoring the putter was banned back in 2013. You know, Keegan Bradley was absolutely lost in the greens. This was a guy who, in his Rookie of the Year campaign in 2011, won the PGA Championship in his first major start of his career when he beat Jason Duffner in a playoff at Atlanta Athletic Club. And he won two other times, including a WGC, leading into that 2013 anchor putting ban. And it took him years and years and years to figure out how to putt well enough to compete on the PGA Tour again. Keegan Bradley was never someone who was afraid to put in the time. And he did so with the help of putting guru Phil Kenyon. Keegan did have a win at the BMW in 2018, but it wasn't until the beginning of this year when the fruits of his labor with Kenyon really started to pay off. And with two wins on the wraparound season, the first to Zozo and the second this past week at the Travelers, Keegan Bradley is, is now another name that American Ryder Cup captain Zach Johnson will have to take very seriously because everyone remembers how much of a weapon that Keegan Bradley was for American teams in the early 2010s, starting with his work that he did with Phil Mickelson in foursomes and four balls. In nine foursome and four ball matches from 2012 to 2014, Keegan Bradley went 6-2-1. and one. Now, as I said, he was partnered with Phil Mickelson in the majority of those matches, which is a huge, huge advantage, and Keegan's singles record is abysmal. But... When you talk about a potential veteran presence on a young American team, Keegan Bradley could 100% be that guy for Zach Johnson.
All right, the order of play for the Rocket Mortgage Classic picks. We'll be discussing the top six odds favorites. Then we will do two matchups. My only pick to place this week is my best bet, so stick around um, until the end of the pod for that one. So we'll we'll move right to the outright winner after the matchups. I'll give you a sleeper in a lineup, and then we'll wrap things up with a scoring prediction, first-round leader, and best bet. So let's start with Tony Finau who's at 12 to one across all books. And I'm out on the defending champion altogether this week as Tony Finau comes back to Detroit on a much different trajectory than last year. When you look at his results heading into his victory at the Rocket Mortgage last year, Finau had three top 15s in his five previous starts. And this year rolling into Detroit, uh, Finau has not finished better than 32nd over his last five tournaments. And he's lost strokes on the greens in seven of his last eight starts. So nothing going on Tony Finau this week. Next up will be Ricky Fowler, who you can find at 14 to 1 on William Hill, Bovada, or Bet Online. And you know the jingle with Ricky over the last two months. Nine top 20s over his last 10 starts. We talked in the intro about Keegan Bradley climbing the uh, Ryder Cup points list. Ricky Fowler is, is another name who would now be considered a veteran presence if he qualifies for his fifth career Ryder Cup this year. He's currently 16th on the points list, so still a lot of work to be done there. But as far as this week is concerned for Rick, um, you know his overpriced number of 14-1 of to 1 clearly indicates that you know Barney at the bar is just sitting there hammering Ricky Fowler every week, waiting for him to break through for his sixth victory on tour. And you know, who can blame Barney? Ricky is he's playing well and returns to a course where he finished 12th a few years ago. But the bottom line is for someone that hasn't won in four years, four years, Ricky's 14 to one number is extremely overpriced. And the same goes for all of his matchups that he's featured in. So I'm out on Ricky Fowler altogether as well this week. Next will be Justin Thomas at 16 to one on MGM, William Hill and DraftKings. Uh, Now, Justin Thomas is a favorite that I'm high on this week after he finally got the train back on the tracks, the Travelers. With rounds of 64, 62, 67 over the weekend. You know, his iron play at TPC River Highlands was the best we've seen all year. I think the question for JT this week is can he make enough putts to win on the easiest golf course in the PGA Tour schedule? I mean, he took it to 17 under last week, but, you know, who knows what would have happened if JT would have putted about average at River Highlands? That's still a part of his game that is struggling um, as he's lost strokes on the greens. In each of his last three starts, still finished ninth last week, regardless, still a lot of work to be done with JT on the putter, but we'll definitely talk more about Justin Thomas when we get to the outrights. Next on the odds favorite, it's going to be Colin Morikawa at 18 to one on DraftKings. And I'm still not entirely convinced that Morikawa is 100% healthy. We got the first signs of an injured back, you know, when he withdrew from the Memorial and then you know, a, a week later at the U.S. Open, he was telling everyone that the back was fine, um, despite the fact that he was still gingerly bending over to put his tee in the ground on every tee box. He did manage to finish 14th at the U.S. Open, so a job well done there. But then he turns right back around and misses the cut last week at the Travelers um, after a bad week with the Irons. I'll tell you one thing that might make me bite on Morikawa in the matchups is the fact that he's picked up strokes with this putter. In each of his last three events. Now, if you're just joining us or don't know the first thing about Colin Morikawa, this is a guy who 
just puts on a ball striking clinic week in and week out. One of the best ball strikers since Tiger Woods came to the scene. Uh, but the putting at times can just absolutely kill him. So we'll circle back to Morikawa and the matchups. I'm RJ Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas and they got a water bottle and they got like a uh, celery chopped up. And let's forget about them because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1 and all of a sudden you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? Is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With Pick 6, you're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18-PLUS in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. Next is going to be Max Home at 20-1 to 1 on Bet Online and... You know, Homa, who is often a fan favorite, someone that's loved, uh, you know, from all the uh, attention he's garnered on Twitter. And, you know, he's a big social media guy. Uh, Homa's getting some heat from the internet talking heads this, you know, after missing the cut at his last two starts at the U.S. Open and the Travelers. We're still talking about one of the five multi-time winners in the PGA Tour this year. And he's still ranked third on the FedEx Cup standings. Homa... Um, is going to go through those ebbs and flows just like any other pro golfer. And the fact is, it's not like Homa has always been some kind of world beater. I keep having to remind people that this is someone who played so bad in 2015 and 2017 that he that he lost his PGA Tour card not once but twice um, and had to regain it each time through the Corn Ferry Tour, which is you know, a, a long process, a long and tough process. There's a lot of players who lose their PGA Tour cards and never come back. You never see their names again. People forget that due to the fact that he's been on a winning spree of the last two years, 
Max Home is still a player who is prone to struggling. And as far as this week is concerned, this is a golf course where um, Homa has performed decent over the years, 25th in 2021, 24th last year. But the bottom line is Homa's struggling on and around the greens heavily at the moment. And, you know, there could be an excellent opportunity to feign Max Homa this week. Uh, We'll potentially talk about that more in the matches. But other than that, I'm out on Max Homa this week uh, at the Rocket Mortgage. Next will be uh, Hideki Matsuyama at 20 to 1 on Bet Online. And it's been great to see Hideki get his mojo back over the last couple months since returning uh, from neck treatment in Japan the week before the Valero Texas Open. And since then, he's logged five top 20 finishes in his last seven starts and looks to be 100% healthy. He's done a nice job getting himself back to 57th. There are 52nd, my apologies, on the FedEx Cup standings after a nightmare start to the season as far as his health is concerned. You know, you can make the case that 20 to 1 is the correct number in a weaker field, but I'd personally disagree with you. I think 20 to 1 for um, a player who has only had one top five finish on the season is total ludicrous. However, we will target Hideki Matsuyama in a pick to place, which is going to be the best bet. So stay tuned for that at the end of the show. Finally, on the um, wrapping up the odds favorite, it's going to be Sung JM at 22 to 1 on DraftKings. You know, Sung JM's decline since winning the Korean PGA Championship a week before the American PGA Championship continues to shock me. You know, I haven't played him in quite a while as he's missed three cuts in his last five starts and hasn't finished better than 29th in either of the two cuts that he made at the Memorial to Travelers last week. And since his win at the Korean PGA, Sung Jae has played seven consecutive weeks in a row. So there's really not been any time for Sung Jae to regroup. As we've talked about, he is the, you know, the Cal Ripken Jr. of golf, the Craig Biggio of golf. But Ripken or Biggio, neither one of them were ever on a flight back from Korea two days before the ALCS or NLCS. You know, while I respect the fact that Sungjae went home to play in his home country's PGA Championship, it was a decision that came at probably the most congested time of the season. And we're seeing him pay the cost right in front of us. The stats show on the PGA Tour that players start to fizzle out after three consecutive events in a row. Just ask Jordan Spieth, ask Xander Shoffley. They'll tell you the exact same thing. Sungjae, the one positive here, Sungjae did finish eighth last time he came to Detroit in 2021, but I am still out on Sungjae M due to the inconsistencies in his game over the last five weeks. All right, let's make some picks, starting with the matchups. First one's going to be Colin Morikawa over Tony Finau, plus 106 on Bet Online, And we discussed the worries with his back, but with Morikawa on a streak of three consecutive positive putting weeks in a row, we have to target him in Detroit this week. Now, despite the fluky bad iron week in Connecticut last week, Morikawa is still second on the PGA Tour uh, and strokes gained approach. He's gained shots with his irons in every single PGA Tour event this season except last week at the Travelers. I'm willing to look past the back injury with the assumption that the putting and the ball striking is bound to come together very soon for Colin Morikawa. And looking on the other side of this matchup, there's no way that Tony Finau can finish better than 12th with how awful he has putted over the last six weeks. It's something 
Uh, we've grown accustomed to with Tony. There's no other aspect of his game that unravels faster than his putting. And, you know, you cannot sit here and buy into the defending champion narrative. Finau, as we talked about in the intro, as we talked about in the Fabes, is not walking into Detroit with the same spark as he had last year. So matchup number one this week, Colin Morikawa over Tony Finau plus 106 on Bet Online. Number two is going to be Justin Thomas over Ricky Fowler at plus 106 on Bet Online. I've discussed uh, both JT and Ricky uh, in depth today. We'll talk about JT more in the outrights. But the deal with this matchup is I believe Justin Thomas wins the Rocket Mortgage Classic this week. And I believe Ricky Fowler's prices across the board are incredibly overpriced. Even your mother has a ticket uh, for Ricky to win this week. And because of that, we will fade him with Justin Thomas at plus 106 on Bet Online. My one pick to place, as I've told you, will come um, in the best bet section. For now, we move along to our one outright winner of the week which is going to be Justin Thomas at 18 to one on circus Sportsbook, And JT uh, is at a point this season where he's ranked 66th on the FedEx cup standings with six events remaining. I mean, before his ninth place finish with the travelers last week, this was a top 20 player in the world who was not inside the top 70 on the FedEx cup point list, which means he wasn't qualified for the playoffs. Now, obviously the putting has really held his game back for most of the spring. There's been a few events here or there where he has not hit his irons well. The Travelers was was surely not one of those weeks. He was in the zone over the weekend, a zone that we have not seen him in since the PGA at Southern Hills last year. I mean, it was just an insanely good ball-striking performance that led to rounds of 64, 62, 67 over the weekend in Cromwell. I think JT... I think JT is one of those elite players in the world where he doesn't need to see a whole lot go right in order for him to gain his confidence back. Something absolutely clicked in his game after that opening round 70 last Thursday at the Travelers. The goal for JT this week has to be continuing to hit a lot of greens in order to give himself a lot of birdie looks around this gettable uh, Donald Ross design. And I think he takes care of business this week. It's going to be Justin Thomas to win the Rocket Mortgage at 18 to 1 on Circa. Like as a quick break from the golf to ask if you've signed up for pregame.com yet. I've reminded you a couple months ago, have you not done that already? Well, now if you haven't, the time to do so is now. Pregame.com will give you a free $25 site purchase just for signing up. Signing up takes 90 seconds. And you can take advantage of being a site member by making and tracking your own picks. You can post your own picks and analysis in our pregame.com forums. Draw following and become a valued member. Sign up today and receive $25 site credit to purchase premium picks from one of pregame's very own professional handicappers. Get your free best bet today at pregame.com. Okay, back to the golf. All right, moving along to the sleeper for the week. How about Ludwig Aberg to top 10 at plus? 300 on bet online and how about how about this back-to-back top 25 finishes for Ludwig Aberg straight out of the gates of his pro career you, know, you could see this coming from a mile away as Aberg was the number one player in amateur golf coming out of Texas Tech he won four events over his last eight starts to close out his college career there in Lubbock and you know the thing that impresses me most about Aberg's first two starts as a pro uh is that it wasn't pretty it was not pretty at the Canadian Open. He did not hit his irons well, nor did he putt worth a damn and found a way to finish 25th. Same thing last week at the Travelers. 
he hit his irons horrendously, but but uh, but chipped and putted well uh, and managed to finish 24th. This is a a gritty grinder. He can get his way around a golf course even with his C plus game. And the other thing is this week is going to be an absolute bombing gouge show for Aberg. I already told you that Detroit Country Club is one of the easiest courses in the PGA Tour. What I haven't mentioned is that Ludwig Aberg p- picks up almost three shots in the field per round with his driving distance and accuracy. He has the ability to win just by overpowering a golf course. And you know the smooth Swede parlays that with an incredible amount of touch around the greens. Listen. Color me obsessed with Ludwig Aberg this week. He's my sleeper. It's Ludwig Aberg to top 10 at plus 300 on Bet Online. Moving into the lineup for this week, we'll start with Hideki Matsuyama. Uh, number two will be Cam Davis, who's a past champion and finished top 25 here uh, last year in the midst of trying to defend his title. Number three will be Justin Suh. He hasn't finished better than 27th over his last three starts, but his putting has been among the best on tour since the start of May, I have to put him in my lineup for a tournament where a boatload of putts will need to be made in order to contend. So Sa will be third. Fourth will be Austin Eckroat, who is a PGA Tour rookie that is absolutely buzzing at the moment with four top 25 finishes over his last five starts. So uh, this is an Oklahoma State alum who who really might sneak in a win here pretty soon. Fifth, will be Christian Bazudenhout, the South African, who is a specialist around these shorter golf courses uh, with his immaculate iron play a la Brian Harmon last week. And the caboose will be uh, Texas X, Doug Gim, who is coming into Detroit off three consecutive top 20 finishes. So number one will be Hideki Matsuyama. Number two, Cam Davis. Justin Suh will be the three-man. Um, in the four-hole will be Austin Eckroat. Fifth will be Christian Bazudenhout and the caboose will be Doug Gim for the lineup this week at the Rocket Mortgage. The scoring prediction, uh, you know, just like last week in Connecticut, uh, ground conditions in Detroit will be soft. Uh, big storm a couple days ago had some trees fall down. Luckily, this tournament will still be able to get rolling. Um, and the weather is going to be perfect despite some light rain uh, coming Saturday morning. I think Justin Thomas will win the Rocket Mortgage Classic this week with a score of 25 under par. So 25 under par. Uh, my winning score for the week. Now, as far as the first round leader is concerned, I have one more bet on Justin Thomas, and that's for him to lead the first round at 35 to one on DraftKings. Big Justin Thomas week. Right now, JT is 71st on the PGA Tour in first round scoring average, but with the way he closed things out last weekend in Connecticut, you have to know that he's going to come out firing out of the gate this week in Detroit. Finally, let's wrap things up with my best bet for the Rocket Mortgage, it's going to be Hideki Matsuyama to finish atop the Asian leaderboard at plus 300 on DraftKings Sportsbook. And looking down the Asian leaderboard, there is, there's no one in the field who can really challenge Hideki Matsuyama this week. Let's go down this list. Number one, Tom Kim has lost shots on the greens uh, in three of his last four events. Number two, Sung J.M., he hasn't done a damn thing over his last six starts, as we talked about in the favorites. Number three, Ben On, who is coming off a miscut at the Travelers and has putted horribly over his last eight events. So there's not a chance that he can make enough birdie putts to get in the mix at Detroit CC. Number four, CT Pan. He's coming off a miscut at the Travelers. Number five, SH Kim. He missed a cut at the Travelers last week and only has one top 25 finish 
over his last six starts. Number six, uh, as far as Kevin Yu is concerned, he spent most of his season down on the Corn Freight Tour. Number seven, Carl Yan, he's missed four cuts in his last six starts. Uh, and finally, uh, seven and eight, Marty Do- Marty Doe and Satoshi Kadara. Uh, they haven't had any kind of good results this season. So my point is, um, there's not a name uh, on the leader on the Asian leaderboard this week. If Siwoo Kim was playing, I'd be worried. Uh, that guy's playing phenomenal at the moment. But there's not a name on the Asian leaderboard that has shown uh, anywhere near the consistency that Hideki Matsuyama has over the past six weeks. So my best bet for the Rocket Mortgage Classic will be Hideki Matsuyama to finish atop the Asian leaderboard at plus 300 on DraftKings Sportsbook. And that's going to do it here on the Golf Preview Podcast for Rocket Mortgage Classic Week. For any questions as far as Detroit or next week's John Deere Classic is concerned, you can reach me on Twitter at DRMedia59. Once again, that is at DRMedia59. Talk next week.